Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. I will read the whole chapter and we're going to come focus on a verse and we'll circle back to it in a while. But uh, Titus chapter 2. But speak, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that they just men be sober, great, temperate, sound in faith, and charity, and patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior, that become <coughs> holiness, not false accusers, not giving them much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste keepers at home, Good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed." Having no evil thing to say of you, exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation, hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. We're going to look back. And verse 13 says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll look a little bit as we start the new year, looking into this Bible term that says the blessed hope. And uh, there's a couple, as I, I've been studying for my own sake, I'm not teaching on the details of it. I'm just using it as the idea to explain where this is going. Um, studying things, there's much in the Bible that points to what we call the end times, the revelation, or we call it the great tribulation, uh, the rapture. Which, um, people want to argue and turn, I'm looking in the Bible, I said I'm not teaching on it today, so I'm not giving all the scripture. Um, I believe the Bible teaches that Jesus is returning and will be raptured out before the great tribulation. And uh, we, we, so that we mentioned, so that's a little bit of the, the tone that goes in the direction of where we're going today, but I'm not laying that out in scripture um, for the purpose of where we want to look at today. I just want to talk, it's called a blessed hope. In other words, we have a hope in that Christ is returning. And much of that is based on, um, I got uh, some notes kind of... Uh, all over today, uh, bouncing around here, but uh, in the uh, Revelation, a couple places, and uh, there's some references throughout Scripture 
that refers to the church as the bride of Christ. And in uh, Revelation 19, we will gather Christ for what's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. And uh, that time in heaven, we believe, is during the tribulation, uh, during that seven year. But there's a, there, there's a couple things about Christ's return, just for introduction's sake. We go through uh, the, the, the wedding as they returned it. In Cana, there was a reference throughout the Bible a few times as it sees that idea as a bride wait, uh, they would have a, a contract. They actually used a contract then, uh, the betrothal. And uh, there's reference to Mary and Joseph had that and some others. And then the groom would go away and prepare the place they were going to live. And then come back at a, at a time they did not know and come and get the bride. And there's several references throughout Scripture that has that idea with Christ. But there's a couple things that we go in this blessed hope as we have this hope <coughs> of our life with Christ and what Christ is coming and, and why is this a good thing? If we talk about judgment, we talk about tribulation and the revelation, we talk about bad time, why, how is it a hope? Well, because our eternity depends on Christ as the Son of God died for our sins, was buried, rose again, and he promised to return um, to receive us. In uh, uh, John 14, 1 through 4, Jesus promised that he would come again. And uh, the, uh, uh, he talked about Christ shall appear in, in Hebrews 9, 28, the promise that Christ will appear um, a second time. In 1 John 2, um, 28 and 3, 2, it said, Christ, he shall appear. Uh, behold, I come quickly in Revelation 22, uh, 12. And uh, so we have this. On a look, we're not going to turn for time. It's a, it's a lot of uh, scripture. If you take notes or if you're listening online and, and, uh, and want this, there's some times where we have proof of Christ uh, coming in prophecy, but also that Christ will do what he said he will do. And uh, that we can look at this uh, blessed hope of Christ coming and what we have to look forward to because Christ and when there was a prophecy of his coming, or whether it's his first coming when he was born and, and we just saw Christmas, or the several prophecies of all kinds of uh, parts of Christ's life that we see in Isaiah 7, 14, and uh, we see the prophecy of the virgin birth, which came true in Matthew 1, 23, and Genesis 49, 10, that uh, he would come out of Judah, we see that fulfilled in in Hebrews 7.14, um, he would be born in Bethlehem in Micah, and we see that in Luke 2. Uh, the, uh, he would be betrayed in Psalm 41.9, and we saw that happen in John 13.18. And uh, even Zechariah said it would be, even be 30 pieces of silver, and uh, we saw that fulfilled. <laughs> And uh, Psalm 22 describes the crucifixion, that his hands and feet were pierced. And uh, we saw that fulfilled in the crucifixion. And uh, Isaiah 53, 9 said he'd be buried in a rich man's tomb. And we saw that fulfilled in Matthew 27, uh, 57. We see in Psalm 16, be raised from the dead. And uh, we see that in, uh, throughout Scripture and recorded and uh, so there's several things, and there's even more we didn't mention, uh, 
But uh, as um, um, we're caught up, we can hope or look at, let's look at another verse real quick that describes uh, the rapture as this hope, if you will. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul is describing this rapture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 18 he said, as he described the rapture, we're not going to read that passage. He's talking about being risen and, and uh, God coming back and, and the trump of God. And, uh, and then in verse 18, he says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So we have the hope of what we have to look forward to. We have the hope of Christ's return. And, and there's more to that if I study. I, I don't have the the notes or study out to get into it today. I believe there's much, much more um, in depth in that idea of hope and calling it a blessed hope. Um, there, there's much more detail biblically into that, but um, just sure that our salvation is in that hope and Christ's return is in that hope. Our everlasting eternity is in that hope. Our few certain <laughs> verses I do want to see um, as, as we look at and, and, and finish, there are two things that are going to happen with this return. One is we escape the tribulation time here on earth, and uh, that's not the important part. I, believe, I do believe it's very important, but what I mean is people want to argue that and figure out when and worry about the time Christ is coming for the rapture, and, 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 and that's fine, and that doesn't impact our salvation directly. It's why, I mean, it's not as important as some other things in the Bible, but... I believe there's a lot of importance to how it plays out uh, Christ's life. But here, here for sake of where we're going today, we look at, we believe that when we're raptured, the marriage supper of the Lamb is going to take place in heaven while the tribulation is here on earth. And uh, then after that, there, there's Armageddon. Jesus takes over at, at some point. Then, then we're going to stand before Christ, the dead uh, Everyone that died will stand before judgment. The Bible talks about the second death. They'll be cast at people that rejected Christ. will be cast into hell for eternity. And then we'll also see either our rewards or judgment as Christian, how we live. And that's what I want to look at a little bit. And, and, and there's a sense of, we talked about over last weeks, uh, not directly, but mentioned what we call the fear of God or the fear of the Lord, and that's an awe and reverence kind of fear. And uh, as, as much as we need to look forward to heaven, we also need to know, as we saw in Titus, it gave a whole list that we saw here in uh, um, looking at uh, that passage in Titus that we are to look for that blessed hope, but at the same time, what we see is we saw a whole list of how to act and how to live as a Christian and live as a child of God in the tone here and, and tied into looking for that blessed hope and other scripture in the Bible. When I mentioned the Canaan wedding and, and the, the bridegroom would go away to prepare and work on their living place, on attach their father's house, come back. They don't know when. The job of the bride and the bridesmaid were to be ready to live right, live expecting that return, to live ready to go, to live um, with, with that, as it, um, that goal and that purity and that thought of looking for that groom's return. 
And, and that's the tone here of looking for that blessed hope. As uh, <clears throat> we look at some scripture, let's go to Revelation 20 and verse 12. Revelation 20 and verse 12. There's a good place of we're going to be caught up and we're going to be taken and 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 be be united with Christ and 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 have all that. There's good, but there's also a place of living as um, could be bad, but could be some good also as we refer to the judgment of God. Hebrews says it'll actually be Christ that we stand before in that throne and be judged of how we live based on what we were given. And and uh, Revelation 20, verse 12, when I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their words. And it goes on to describe the whole thing, whether they're saved, uh, go in hell, and, and it goes to describe it. It says the books. I believe those books are the word of God, as we stand before Christ one day, and uh, we will see. Uh, let's look at some of the things as we go. First Corinthians chapter four. First Corinthians four. Therefore, judge nothing. Verse five. First Corinthians four and verse five. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring the to light the hidden things of darkness will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. Then shall every man have praise of God. So one day when we stand before God and go, we will stand with God will make known um, how we live and, and separate the saved and the lost, but also um, how we live uh, before God. Romans 14 um, shows some of this. Romans chapter 14 and verse 10, why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And uh, so one day we're all going to have to stand before God with our judgment, or, or um, as his judgment on how we live. Um, verse 12, same chapter, so that every one of us shall give account of himself to God, and uh, so we're going to stand before God one day in that judgment. And uh, look, Second Corinthians chapter five explains what we're looking at at that judgment, or the purpose, somewhat, if you will, of that judgment. And uh, for we, uh, chapter five, Second Corinthians five and verse ten, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. What we talk often uh, about the difference, and there is some regarding salvation. Once we believe in Christ, we're saved, it's eternal, it's settled, it's done. And then living for God, our spirit affects our flesh. And what we do in the flesh, based on our relationship with God, is going to be judged one day. Um, there, there is a place, there are a few people out there, it's not necessarily commonly taught in church, but there are some arguments that exist anyway. I think because I'm saved and, and I'm a child of God and it's settled and I can kind of live how I want and, 
and, and we're always looking for the things to tie up in the world or get close to the world as we can or or is it really a sin or not a sin or or, or what we are going to be judged by God of the things even things we've done in the flesh and uh, so how we live for God is still very important when we stand before God one day and, and look so we're looking for that hope we're looking for Christ's return uh, the rap we call the rapture that he's going to take us to heaven and and, and come and get his bride, the church, and uh, how we live, what do we want to caught in, or, or what, what action. If Jesus came and, and saw us doing whatever it is we're doing today, uh, would, would he be pleased, and, and would we be embarrassed if Christ came right then? There's no time. There's other thing. When we stand before God in the judgment, there's no time to get right. God will forgive sin, and, and God will help us get right. God wants to restore that. Uh, um, but, man, if, if, if we get caught uh, in the rapture, we, we don't have time to repent. We're going to be judged for those things. And uh, it's going to be called out. And uh, we, we're going to, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And verse 9, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon his foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved as so by fire. And uh, so what we're looking at is there's also going to be the, the works, and we stand before God one day, and he's going to look at our works. It's not just about uh, the bad or, or whether God's disappointed or not. That's a part. That's something we should consider, of course. But God said there is there are rewards. And, and as we serve God here on earth, and we're going to get to heaven one day, we are going to have those rewards and, and those things that God gives, as, as uh, the Bible calls them crowns, but we're going to have rewards for heaven. Now, people, I've heard people even try to be super spiritual and pretend uh, there's something or not and almost act like they don't care about reward. I tell you, when we get to heaven, we're going to want those rewards. Um, we're going to want, uh, um, and it's not about us at all. It's about the, uh, the, the idea that the Bible says that we're going to give them back to Christ. We want to have something to give to Christ. So it talks about casting the crowns at Jesus' feet. And uh, we need that, but but certainly, I, I want. I've heard people say I just, that uh, we want to get to heaven and say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." And uh, we want God to say that. But part of the way God says that is giving us the rewards based on how we live. And uh, look at some of them that uh, as we see these crowns or or rewards. First Thessalonians chapter two. Uh, describe one, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, 
Verse 19, for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? So, so we're looking at this idea of rejoicing as our hope, the blessed hope we saw in Titus, and our joy or crown, where it says, um, in, the, in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming. And uh, so we want to look at... Um, um, we we want to to be be able to rejoice when Christ comes. James chapter one. James chapter one and verse twelve. Blessed is the man that endures temptation, but when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And then it goes on to describe what that means by temptation. We're not tempted of God. God doesn't put evil thoughts in us. God doesn't try to tempt us with sin. God doesn't uh, uh, I'm try, but it says there's a crown of life for how we endure temptation. Temp being tempted by things is not a wrong. It's how we act and how we give in or not give in or getting through temptation that uh, determines um, that how how we live for God and have that the Second uh, Timothy chapter four. Second Timothy four and verse eight. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous Judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love. His appearing. And uh, so we need to look at Christ appearing. And uh, I, I like how that's it. It's, it's um, that uh, before that, it's, it's Paul talking about his departure, believing he's going to die soon. Verse 7, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. And then he said, henceforth, there's laid up for me the, a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So Christ is going to come back in the crowds, what we call the rapture, and uh, catch us up, and we, we're looking forward to that appearing. First uh, Corinthians chapter 9, First Corinthians chapter 9, and verse 25, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. And uh, so, the, uh, that we're looking for an incorruptible crown as we look to serve Christ when Christ returns. 1 Peter 5 1 Peter 5 and verse 4, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. <coughs> We're looking for that crown of glory as we, as, uh, we want to uh, be faithful. We'll look as... as 
Like I said, one day he's coming. Let's head back to Titus. As uh, Titus 2 and verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The life of a Christian is that, yes, there's things God gives us um, direction, help, instruction. We're going to have the judgment one day, but if we're looking for the blessed hope and living our life as, as we're going through, expecting Christ's return, the, that what we call the judgment or that judgment seat is not something to be feared. It's something to we should be able to look forward to. And uh, yes, there's that all reverence fear, and, and we know we're not perfect and standing before a holy God. I mean, should put a kind of fear in us, of course, but that's where we get our rewards, and that's are we living and looking for Christ's return? Are we living like we expect Christ to return? Uh, that's where people admit it. Lots of people say they believe it, but they don't live like they're expecting it. Our life should indicate any moment we know Christ could come back. The prophecies are fulfilled. Every major prophecy is fulfilled. Jesus could come back at any moment. And, and, and many of us, are, are we looking or have it on our mind every day that Jesus could come back at any moment? And because Jesus could come back at any moment, are we living like, as uh, our life show, that we're expecting, that we're looking, that we're, that, that we're longing for and expecting Christ's return? And uh, that would that by itself would change our life. Of course, the Bible talks about we should be holy and not sin, and and compare to God, and and God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and and, and understand all them things that that we we live right just because we're a saved child of God. But one motivation and and one look is that we're looking for that blessed hope. We have a hope that the world doesn't have, and we have this blessed hope. <clears throat> that that we know Christ is coming and he's going to appear and, and take us and look and what we're going to meet in the clouds, our Savior, and uh, as we see what Christ has done and we need to live every single day looking as if we're expecting and looking for that blessed hope and that, that return of Christ in the clouds at any moment so that we can say, hey, one day, we know we're on our way. There's the blessed, there's the good part. We're with Christ forever in eternity. Um, the immediate thing, we go to heaven, that marriage supper of the Lamb, and that, that idea, we get our new bodies. And, 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 but, yeah, there's a judgment. And, uh, but if we're living like we're expecting Christ to come, that judgment will be our rewards, not necessarily a bad thing. And uh, we need to live as if we're looking for that blessed hope and looking for Christ to come so that we can spend that eternity with him. With that, let's close. We'll stand together and look and live this week as we're looking for that blessed hope and uh, the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you as we start this new year that uh, we'll live like we're looking for you to return. And God, that we'll live with that expectation 
of uh, your, your return at any moment. God, I pray that you'll help us. And uh, uh, every day as we'll think about it, we're looking for them rewards, not that we're trying to gain, but, but God, that we're pleasing you and living for you and, and looking for your return. And then one day stand before you in that judgment of how we live and how we lived looking for that blessed hope. God, I pray that you'll help us this week to live uh, that and have the peace and the joy that we have that hope in you and that we can have that blessed hope. And and uh, God, I pray that you'll help us have, have our, our boldness, our uh, courage as we live for you, our health, and, uh, and uh, God, that we go serve you this week. In Jesus' name, amen.